Hey, Brad Pires. Hey. Welcome to the Bat Blood Bombs podcast, episode two. We're here to talk about the first weekend of college baseball. Connor, what you think of the first weekend? Oh, it was pretty good. I think there was a lot of uh, competitive games this weekend. Um, not too many great uh, three-game series, you know, between two teams. You know, the tournaments were a little bit exciting. But overall, I think it was, you know, get the feet wet. You know, get rolling a little bit more, and think as time goes on, the uh, the games will get better, the uh, competition will get better. We'll see a little bit more electricity on offense as a whole. I think, you know, there were a lot of high scoring games, but um, I think we'll not expect it first week to have a lot of high score games either. No, no, no. Depends who you're looking at, though. Yeah, you, know, you think mostly be dominated by pitching. Yeah, I'll tell you who did score high on Sunday was. Did you see the UNLV score? No, I did not. UNLV Pacific was thirty-one to six. I mean, hey, what can I say? We've had some, we've had some practice in that environment. When the game lasts about six hours, and you're yeah. just sitting there, and you're like, wow, yeah, it's great to be winning like that, but also terrible because you know you're gonna make field forever. Yeah, yeah, but thirty-one to six. I mean, the ball must have been flying. Wind must have been blowing out. I mean, you're in like a little bit higher elevation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what it is, 31 to 6. I mean, did, did you see the uh, Stanford Fullerton game? That was like, believe it was like 22 to 13. Yeah, and it was the more 13. It was like 13 uh, 11 in the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it was 13 11 in the ninth with Stanford up. Yeah. And then Fullerton hit a bomb to Hyatt. And then Stanford scored like eight. Yeah, that series was actually unbelievable. Yeah. That was one of the good series from this weekend. Um, I thought everything was good though so far. I mean, the uh, the college baseball showdown was I thought was really really good baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma State not doing as good as I would have thought. No, no, definitely. that was demoning. Big glare to me. I was kind of underwhelmed by by most of their pitching staff, but I thought overall they were they played okay. Yeah, I think the top half of their lineup like looked pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, but the bottom half not so much, and then pair that with not so great pitching. In a weekend, and it's kind of a little bit, you know, subpar of a performance. And then, I mean, we knew TCU was good, but they really, really showed up. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they really did. Um, except for losing to Missouri. Yeah, but, but hey, Missouri showed out. So, yeah, from what our... We, we, we were wrong. I guess Missouri did deserve being in the college baseball showdown. But if they're better than what we think. We were just going off... You know, past past what their programs have been like. But yeah. Like, how did they get there, you know? But, I mean, once they got there, they showed out. Yeah, I think, you know, last week when I said, maybe someone knows something we don't. Maybe someone somebody knew something we didn't. Yeah. yeah, I think that was definitely apparent. But, again, I think what you said about TCU, I think they they, had, they played really well. Um, they beat Vandy in that Friday game, which I was kind of shocked about. I was like, okay, well, you know, what is this Vanderbilt team going to be like this year? Because I know yeah. last year they had their question marks. Obviously, they uh, they lost in the Oregon State Regional. And um, I think this year, even when they lost to TCU, I was like, okay, well, is TCU a another TCU like they, they had like the year before? Are they actually like a 15-ranked team? Or are they you know, in the top 10? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, it, Vanderbilt answering it the way that they did yeah. in the in the next two games in the, in the weekend, I think... Um, it just went to show like how good TCU is this year. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I agree. TCU. I mean, they smacked Vanderbilt and then they smacked. Yeah. Who else? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Which obviously that's a huge one for them. Huge one for their program. And then had the other big tournament of the week, the MLB Desert Invitational. 
Yeah, which we forgot the Big Ten teams. We did forget the Big Ten teams, but there wasn't much to be had from the Big Ten teams, to be fair. I think Michigan played better than expected. Um, They did get beat bad by UCC and Diego, which is not going to be a good loss for them, but I think there's some pros coming out of it from them. Not, In my opinion, not so much Michigan State, but I think that's a little bit more expected. Yeah. Um, and you're to look at the two teams. Michigan did have a good year last year. Um, they lost a, a good bit of guys, but it, it seems like, you know, they'll be competitive in the Big Ten again. So, yeah, they're a team to look out for. Losing baggage is obviously not going to be great, but no. At the same time, I don't think they're really hurting that bad. No, as I would have thought from what we saw. Yeah, and especially I think what we saw from the other Big Ten teams around the country, I think that Michigan could be up there again. Yeah, so. 100% agree. I, mean, I think it would be probably like them in Maryland. Indiana played okay. Against yeah, Indiana looked good. Sunday yeah. Sunday game, yeah. Yeah, they played really well. Um, But, I mean, Tennessee in that Desert Invitational, what, 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 do you, what do you see there? I think the hitting was a little subpar. I think their pitching's going to be just fine. No, I think when I was saying zero on Sunday, I mean... I don't know how many. I mean, they only allowed eight runs. Yeah. Three games. Yeah, that's not, that's definitely not bad. I think that's expected. Honestly, I'm, some might say that's a bad weekend for their pitching staff. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a plus for them to see that, you know, they still have the pitchers. Yeah. Now they're hitting. I'm a little bit worried about. Came came around a little bit on Yeah, and Sentner then hit well. As, you know, since you've said, I didn't get three seasons. Yeah, should, should have happened. Um, but I don't know, putting up three runs in two games against, you know, yeah, that was, Arizona and Grand Canyon. have a little bit of a question mark. Yeah. I thought I thought the base running was really bad. Like they got thrown out at third at the end of an inning, got thrown out at second, trying to take an extra base on a throw that was overthrown, hit the net, and was right there. So I thought the base running was bad. I thought the outfield play was pretty bad. I thought um the positioning of kind of the outfielders was was not great. Yeah, I mean, I think it's as expected though. Like in the beginning part of the year, you know, you do did lose a lot yeah. in that lineup. So, I think with and especially their spark plugs. I mean, yeah. I mean with with Beck and Gilbert gone, I mean, it's little. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit. You know, yeah, fine. But like, I think Christian Moore's. Yeah, yeah, that guy eventually. But you know, week one, it might take him some time. Yeah, to get there. So. I think it was a disappointing weekend, to, to say the least, but I think, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to turn it around. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Um, Grand Canyon looked really, really good. Yeah, in their first two games. In their first, first two games. And then, obviously, you know, the Big Ten got to them. The Big Ten got to them. Weird. Big Ten baseball, weird. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they, they looked they looked really good, I think, the first two games, if anything. I mean, you're you're thinking, we, I know we talked about it on the weekend, we're thinking, crap, is this, like, a top 25 team? And, yeah, 100%. But, you know, the, the next two games are a little bit disappointing, underwhelming, but the first two games, they looked, they looked like they beat against anyone. Yeah, 100%. They're pitching. I mean, I knew, obviously, that they were a good program coming into the year, but I was really impressed by their their pitching staff. Yeah, they looked really well. Yeah, they, they have some solid arms. I mean, Jacob Wilson, yeah, obviously good. I mean, let, let off the game against Tennessee with a triple. Mm-hmm. Got things rolling. Um had a little bit quiet. Yeah, last Friday, Friday had the double and the bomb. Did he end up getting a bomb for that? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, but he dominated the first. Yeah, he, he did really well the first two games. That's kind of what you expect from him. And in the big game, he uh, he came through, which was I think I think that's a really good sign for Grand Canyon. Yeah, kind of show like okay, if we get in that regional setting, which that was a lot like a regional setting, even though the first weekend of the year, packed house. Yeah. 
you know, well, what are you going to get from your players? Is it going to be too big for them, or are they going to kind of get right to it? Yeah, and I think it was a, a good start to the season for them. Yeah. Um, big, big blow, kind of, for LSU. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Lose, losing Tommy Tanks for... I don't know how. Long. Yeah, I saw a tweet today that said he was he was back hitting. He was back saying so, obviously things have been too bad. Obviously, you know my uh, preseason you know, player of the year. <laughs> yes, that's not good for me. I, I mine went yard this week. Well, oh, so, Heidi, I mean, you know, it's Alison really? Cruz, former former River Rat. Got to love it. Got to show the respect. Um, he did his thing this weekend. He played really well. Um, I don't think it stopped their offense though. Definitely not. I mean. That they were way Western Michigan, so they are. They are. Tri- but they did what they should have done. They did what they should, which is exactly what where you want to be at this at this. Yeah, point. and I think that's that's important. Um, they look good from every facet, really. Yeah, and you can't you can't complain. There, I mean, even if a game was there was one game that was two runs, five to three or something like yes, it's three. But <clears throat> other than that, yeah, they look good from every angle, and especially Friday night. Mm-hmm. Skeins, Skeins is unbelievable. Oh. Electric. Electric. Obviously, we knew he was really good at Air Force, but, like, you know, he's at Air Force. The only day I really got to see him was when they played Texas last year. Yeah, but, I mean, is he... Did he get to hit at all this weekend? I didn't see him in the lineup Friday or Saturday. I don't... He might have gotten in Sunday. I mean, I don't know. We, we could probably look it up, but the fact of the matter is if, if, if they really have that much confidence in their lineup to not put him in the lineup, yeah, that, that's going to tell you something. Yeah, I mean, dude... Dude's crazy on the mound and hitting, so I think it's uh he got no abs, no abs. So if that tells anything about LSU, yeah, when we put her in the top top returning hitters for the for the year, and he don't even hit in a weekend, you know, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. When a guy that's got twenty four career jacks in two years and hit four ten as a freshman and three fifteen as a sophomore. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's not playing. That's that's yeah. absurd. Well, um, but yeah, I thought they looked good overall, and their pitching, pitching looked like it was in a really good spot too. So I think, yeah, I think LSU is going to be staying up there at number one for a while. Yeah, playing like that. Yeah, Texas A&M looked really good. Uh, Louisville obviously looked really really good. Yeah, I think they they took care of business against Bucknell, but uh, Wake Forest like uh, a miss like. Wake Forest, that they're, they're they're ace, yeah. Louder, loader, yeah. Dude, he is electric. He's yeah, he is an absolute stun. So, you know, I know there were some people that were getting upset. Okay, so people were upset we didn't have Wake in the top ten of our first ranking. But yeah, we got him in there now. We got him at eight. Yeah, and not even number one in the ACC. That kind of pissed yeah. people off. But um, you know, I think they proved themselves this opening weekend. Took care of business against Illinois and you know, Youngstown State, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, their ace, their ace was as good as anyone's. Yeah, I think the thought behind Wake not putting Wake in the top ten in the first first kind of uh, ranking was just that we haven't seen him do much in the postseason. Yeah, in a long time. So we're just kind of skeptical. I want to see how they do as the year progresses on, and then and they'll they'll work their way up. I assume. Yeah. Well, um, but UNC kind of an underperforming weekend for them. Very underwhelming. Um. Yeah. I thought that they were nowhere near as good as I expected them to be. No, I I, I feel like I'm in the same boat there. I think that time they showed they were good. Yeah, I don't know about playing um a Seton Hall team that isn't 
incredible. Yeah. Uh, and dropping the Friday night game, especially what you're kind of expecting with the talent level on Friday nights in the ACC <clears throat> compared to Big Ten or Big East Friday nights, you're kind of expecting UNC, especially at home, opening day, your preseason ranked very high to kind of come out with a bang, and it was kind of a letdown. So, looking forward to this weekend series that they have against ECU to see if they can kind of bounce back and show us that maybe it was just a fluke. Yeah, and I'm really excited for that series. That's going to be an unbelievable series. I mean, it'll already be done by the time this is put out, but the uh, the ECU-Campbell game tonight, I'm pumped for. I think that's going to be a really good game. Two really good programs over the past few years just going at it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's going to be a slugfest. It might be a slugfest. I don't know. Where is it at? I think it's... I don't know. It might be at... I don't know. That's a great... I think it's... It might be at Campbell. I think it is. But it could be not Campbell. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think overall it's going to be a really good kind of um, game. And, and you get to see really good competition against really good competition. Yeah, I'm here, and some some lesser known teams that that people don't really get to see nationally covered. Like that'll kind of showcase what those guys have, uh, and we'll be able to see Jacob Jenkins Coward with the the nasty stash. Probably hit, hit at least one nuke. Yo, I hope. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I think it's gonna be a good good week. We got some good games tonight. Got some good good series this weekend. Kind of getting back into the into the normal normal college baseball atmosphere as the season starts. Um now kinda of go through last week. Talk to me about the about the Charlotte Ball State game. Yeah, so the one that he might be referencing is the is the Friday game. So the Friday game that was my game of choice um to watch on Friday. I thought that was like the best one on. And uh, I really wanted to see Ryan Brown for Ball State pitch. I was like, okay, well you know Matt Pitcher of the Year for us that we chose. And against a good Charlotte lineup, a really good Charlotte lineup, they ended up scoring a lot of runs the rest, the rest of the weekend. And um, he shut him down. I think there was there was a moment in the game, I think it was kind of like the, the, after he pitched the fifth inning, he had a couple of uh, accuracy issues, walked a couple of guys, got himself into a jam, you know, ended up striking a dude out to, to get out of the, the inning. I was like, okay, you know, dude's probably done. I'm through like five, I think it was like the fifth or sixth inning. Nope. No, no. The Maloney's just say, no, you're going back out there, Sam. <laughs> and so, dude handled it really well. Very tight game. Charlotte wasn't letting up at all. I think their their guy that was out there was like 92-94. Yeah, Charlotte's all tail. Really, really good arms. And Ryan Brown was out there, and they were both dealing. Ended up being a 2-1 ball game. They, th- they threw him eight. Mm-hmm. So, eight innings, first weekend, one run against Charlotte for Ryan Brown. I think that's, uh, I can't that's too much more instantly. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good start for him. And for his uh, his year this year, so that one was a really good game. But I think I put it this way: I said it said it this last week that I think Charlotte would win the series because of the depth. Yeah, and I think that's really what got this weekend. And um, Charlotte obviously rebounded nicely. I think that lineup, more like veteran lineup with uh, some good transfers on the mound. I think that uh, got to Ball State a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, for the past probably. Four or five years, Charlotte's arms have been unbelievable. Like, they've just been pushing out arms after arms after arms. And yeah. I think that's really going to help them through through this year. I think I think the Conference USA is a little down kind of this year. 
Yeah, because I think you have like, some teams that are like moving conferences. Yeah, some teams don't normally good like FIU. Yeah, it's not as good this year. So, I think Charlotte will have a good shot in the uh, conference. Yeah, I I think so as well. Now, what are you what are you seeing with the uh, pitch clock stuff? Ugh. Interesting. I don't know how I like it because I mean, personally speaking, I think it's good for the game as a fan. Mm-hmm. As a fan, I think I, I think I like it a lot. But I think me being a pitcher, I'd be pretty upset if I got called on that. Like, you could be in a tight situation and you, things are going on, things are moving quick, and you may be a, a bad, you know, sign given by the catcher. And yeah. I mean, you know, you're like, oh, I've got to reap. Like he did, and next thing you know, you're having to hurry yourself up on a three-two-two out count with bases loaded because the catcher can't freaking relay his sign, and that should be necessarily on the pitcher. Yeah. Or the catcher. I mean, it's just a different dynamic to the game. They want to make the things. They want to make it move faster. Yeah. There's pros and cons to it, but I think as time goes on, it'll get better. But right now, I think it's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we had it last year, pitching wise. I it wasn't as strict. It wasn't nearly as strict, and I don't think I ever saw it enforced on the hitter, like no, like we did this weekend a few times. Um, yeah, it's Christian Moore for for UT. That one was bad, where he just wouldn't get in time. Oh, I know. And I don't know if that was because he didn't want to push the clock, or if there would have been like a violation, or or kind of what that was. But I don't know. But I did see something that there was a the rule, the official rules of the NCAA. You actually. Time doesn't need to be granted unless the umpire thinks that the hitter actually needs time. And I don't know the situation because I didn't see the entire clip of like the entire at bat or even before he stepped into the box. But I know when he was in the box, he I mean he was in a full blown stance. Maybe the pitcher was trying to quick pitch him, but for the amount of times he said time, there's no way that pitcher quick pitched him and it just wasn't comfortable yeah and maybe the umpire just thought to himself you know i'm not gonna give this good time he doesn't need it and that could have been that could have been the case but yeah i mean that confused me normally when you ask for it you get it yeah normally the whole ball like as long as they're not as long as they're not starting their wind up yeah in the middle of their wind up you're gonna get time so i thought that was definitely a little weird thought it was funny though you glad i'm glad it was a ball because Oh, uh, I can't imagine what Tony B would have done if it was. Uh, oh, I'm sure he would have been if he would have like punched out or something on that pitch. Do you think it? Even, do you think it affects the the pitcher though? I mean, like if I if me as a pitcher, if I'm hearing a kid screen time, I'm kind of expecting the umpire to grant that kid time. If I'm out in my delivery, that like if he just doesn't call it, then I'm like, okay, I guess I re- if I recognize that he's not calling it, I'd probably honestly go quicker. Yeah, but if he's not course, he throw a ball. Yes, yes, it could. It could. I don't know. It's just a weird dynamic. It, it It's going to take some time to get used to. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, I know people are getting really pissed off about it, but if it's anything like it was last year, where we could just we could just literally step off, make a pitch run. I think you can only pick off like once per pitch. On it. I don't know though. Do not. You could step off, and make a fake throw, and then a lot of Or maybe you can't make a fake throw. Maybe you actually have to make a throw. I did see one jump pick that dude didn't throw on. They weren't even covering in a balk this weekend, which was just that's that's some bad baseball and NCAA baseball there. So also one of the one of the better games of the weekend that I watched was the um, the Mississippi State BMI one. 
I mean, BMI was down 10-1. Came back, tied it, took the lead, ended up winning. And you kind of thought Mississippi State was going to come back because VMI had their had their center fielder in, who I assume was, was a pretty good pretty good arm normally, but I think Velo was a little down, and uh, then they brought in a guy from the bullpen, and I was you're kind of thinking with the way it was rolling, Mississippi State had all the momentum, but this dude was electric. Oh my gosh, dude, he came out he was 96, 98, and I was like, where on earth did this come from? Yeah. That VMI wouldn't have thought that. I know, right? He was unbelievable. He was just blowing people's doors off. I mean, I thought that was, was a really cool win for VMI. Probably a team that doesn't didn't get that opportunity much to go down there and start full on weekend series. It's got to be a great feeling to get that W. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, now to roll it to another Big South team that I was that I was pretty impressed with this weekend because I thought this series was going to be really good. It ended up being 2-1, to one, but I think... It was weird on how the the outcomes of each game were. Mm-hmm. So the Campbell-Rutgers series was uh, very good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Campbell started off on a great note. Obviously, um, you know, their Friday night guy's electric. He did really well. They took care of business on Friday, took care of business on Saturday against Rutgers. Then Rutgers kind of had them on Sunday. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see what, what they do with their pitching staff on Sundays moving forward with Campbell, but... I think that was a really good matchup, especially with a you know Big Ten team that's projected to be one of the the better Big Ten teams this year. And for Campbell to take care of business with them, I think just you know kind of solidified themselves and yeah a lot of the top mid major programs. Yeah, and I think that really kind of kind of shows also where the Big Ten is at because that's supposed to be be one of your better teams. And you know, Campbell is a really 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 good team, so it's not taking much, that much away from from kind of the Big Ten, but. I think you see that. I think you see Northwestern just get spanked by Texas State. I mean, both those are, are kind of worrisome. If, if you're below kind of Rutgers and uh, and Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely was a couple question marks. I think Illinois, I think Illinois was, what, third or fourth in the preseason rankings for the Big Ten. And even, even they had a close game against uh, Youngstown State, which can be... A little surprising because they were in that Wake Forest little round robin tournament thing. Those are always weird. And um, I think that there's a couple teams in the Big Ten that are going to be pretty solid. Like you're going to have your Maryland's, your Rutgers, your I guess Illinois if you're going to put it there. I mean Michigan, Michigan can, can compete. But um, other than that, I mean you're looking at the bottom of the Big Ten and you're thinking to yourself like, woof. Like yeah. for for Northwestern to go down to Texas State and let up that many runs, yeah. kind of worrisome yeah. on the water on the pitching staff. But um, yeah, I think yeah, it, it's a good sign for Campbell. Yeah, it's an okay sign for Rutgers. I think you know, yeah, one in the one in the Sunday is not bad. I mean, Sundays are always unbelievably unpredictable. Yeah, no matter kind, of, especially earlier in the year, because that's kind of like the guy. Like I always like to think of this. And now co- coaches might see a little bit different than me. So, your Sunday guy to start off the year is like yeah, that's your last starter. Yeah, yeah. Now there's different situations where different teams have you know their worst guys, their Saturday guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very unpredictable. You don't know what you're gonna get. Typically a younger arm. Yeah, younger arm that's kind of like okay, well we're gonna throw him in there because he has potential to be really good later down the line and. You know, we'll see. Sometimes you get those younger guys, big velo, but they had no idea what. Kind of didn't have the uh, 
pedigree to be to be a, a Friday or Saturday guy at that point in their career. Now we'll kind of get into the rankings and uh, and kind of break down our thoughts on where the moves were, why we put them there, and uh, just kind of where they're at as a team. I mean, LSU, like we talked about, number one, they obviously killed it this weekend. Yeah. No question about it. Stay one. It's an easy pick. Solid weekend. Yeah. Not, not really much to talk about. Dylan Cruz looked good. Skeens looked good. Tom White obviously got hurt, but he was hitting back. Today, He'll so. be back. He'll be back. I don't think they're too worried about the um, – and then Stanford, I think Fullerton caught me by surprise. I think so, too, because, uh, I mean, we don't have them super high in the Big West rankings. Yeah. I mean, obviously not low, but they're not very high. Um, they, they showed a lot. They showed out this weekend. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a really good program. So you you, yeah. you would expect something like that, especially as a home series for them. Yeah. But they were definitely a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah. And so I think those wins from Stanford were were actually some really, really quality wins that it'll be good for them later on the line, RPI-wise. Yeah, I think when, I think especially when their pitching settles in a little bit, maybe the nerves of opening weekend, then, you know, they'll they'll get back into it. I mean, obviously, Fullerton playing a team that was like preseason three in the country, they're, they're obviously going to have a lot of, we want to show them. So they probably came up with a little bit more energy than Stanford yeah. did on Friday. Um, so I think, you know, Stanford's ace is unbelievable anyways yeah i think he'll settle in as the year goes on and i think they'll be just fine well they have Braden montgomery too so i think they'll be okay as, yeah. as time goes on they'll be good i think you know just winning two out of three next year those runs again like they do every year where you're just like oh there's a super regional at stanford and they won now they're going to the world series or yeah it's probably gonna be one of those years yeah um then we got florida i mean florida dominated this weekend so Really, like same same as LSU. I mean, Texas A&M, the same thing. They all all three just kind of dominated the weekend, and yeah, yeah. I mean, same, they did exactly what they were supposed to. Do. Exactly. I think the same thing with the Louisville too. Speaking on that, um, followed their games a little bit, and yeah, they honestly it just wasn't really that competitive versus Bucknell. So, and I think those are always tough weekends. Not that not to win all three. But it's just tough weekends to blow a team out. Oh, yeah, because everybody's in the first weekend, everybody's going to have unlimited energy. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to be playing as absolutely hard as they can. So I think, I think, uh, well, those can be tough to blow somebody out every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think they, they played solid. They played well. I don't think there was really hardly any mistakes. And no. just kind of took care of business. Yeah. yeah. No big questions there. Um, job in tendency to six. Felt like, you know, Something you have to do. They have something to prove. And yes, they, yes. They have to prove something, and I think that's like the biggest thing is they're just going to have to prove to us that they can hit at the yeah. level that we think they're, they're capable of. Um, but obviously, again, losing some guys, it might take them a little bit of time, but for now, we see them in the sixth spot. Yeah. I think um, dropping them there is, is a good spot for them to be. Um, pitching, obviously, going to be fine. The editing, like you said, I think it's going to come around. Like, not too worried with them. They'll they'll figure out defensively kind of what the correct thing to do is, and they played all weekend without their assumed starting shortstop, which is also big. Like, yeah, which is also a big question mark. Yeah, like what didn't know that going into the year? How does well they didn't know until they got there Friday. That's wild. How does the NCAA mess that up? Like, is that an NCAA thing? It was a Tennessee thing. Didn't you read into it? No, I have Okay, so Tennessee apparently paid for a flight 
of his, which wouldn't be an issue, but it was before Kansas sent his transcripts to Tennessee. So Tennessee self-reported the violation. Yeah, said, okay, you know, we messed up. We paid for this kid's flight before we got... There's some, there some NCAA rule, of course, obviously, with like transcripts being sent over. So his transcripts didn't get sent over. So because his transcripts didn't get sent over before they paid for this flight for his visit, he, that caused him to be ineligible because now the NCAA had to look into it. And then usually I heard it's like a... There's like a level two or level three violation. And yes, one of those. I think it was a level three which is, you know, you self-report something. It's usually a minor, like, slap on the wrist. Yeah. Nothing to be a big deal. But to find out on, you know, on right before the yeah. weekend is just... Yeah, I mean, his whole family flew out from Hawaii to watch the game. And then, yeah, that sucks for them. But happy that, you know, I'm sure it'll get kind of figured out. Hopefully, he gets he's going to be a really good player this year. Oh, yeah. Big, sure, at least a piece of their program. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to, to prove himself in the SEC as well. Because, yeah. I mean, being in Kansas, like... You aren't getting the best, most notoriety there. Yeah. So, so being at UT and being in a um, big, big conference, like the best conference here, you're, you're going to get seen. But yeah. Ole Miss, what do you think there? I mean, I thought they took care of business. The same old, same old. I think, you know, I think the biggest one that I would like to talk about is, is what's coming next is Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Wake Forest, again, you know, to some of the people that, uh, had some problems with where we rank Wake Forest. Yeah, I mean, I think it's addressed. They had a good weekend, all right? I'm sure if you guys are watching this, you're probably thinking yourself, oh, about time, but, you know. Yeah, they, for sure. they proved it. So, you know, they get to be in the top 10 now. Yeah, and it's not like they weren't top 15. Not really, on the list. So, I mean, if you're really that worried about it, you know, I think you have bigger issues. Yeah. We can, yeah. But then, like we said, TCU at 9, I mean, I think I, I'm, we maybe could have put them higher, maybe. But could have. Be, they wouldn't have lost to Missouri. Yeah. Probably yeah. put them higher. Could have put them at like seven, six, seven, somewhere in there. But but I think they looked a lot better than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think they're going to be a, a top-notch program this year. I think kind of and at the forefront of the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Even though Texas Tech kind of proved themselves against Gonzaga this weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they kind of gave it to Gonzaga. So, um, yeah. I think, you know, TCU is definitely the team to beat there right now. Mm-hmm. Especially how they played in that compared to all the other teams mm-hmm. in the conference. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, they definitely deserve to be in the top 10 now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, here's the last bit. Uh, last round of the top 10, we got ECU. I mean, just solid all the way around. Just yeah. kind of doing what they do. Yeah, it's easy. I mean, every year they're going to be pretty solid. Yeah. Definitely a uh, little bit of an you know underrated program, if you yeah. if you would say. I mean, a lot of people just don't look at ECU. Even when I was growing up, even when I was in high school, and I had friends that were committed to ECU. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, why are they committed to ECU? Not really realizing that ECU is a historically really good program. Not really thinking to myself, oh, yeah, Mike Trout was committed to ECU. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean... But it just, I think you've seen over the past few years, I mean, they pretty, two two years ago, they had the, um, or I guess, I don't know if it was technically, yeah, I guess it was two years ago, when they had the Super Regional in, in Nashville against um, Vandy. I mean, I thought they played pretty well. Gavin Williams, yeah, again, Gavin Williams against both, like, Kumar. Yeah. Yeah, what was that, two to one? Yeah, yeah, Gavin Williams with the, with the Guardians now, and he's doing very well. Yeah, and then... 
last year, the the series with Texas was obviously really good too. Yeah. So um, I think ECU is going to be the same kind of as they were last year and the few years before. Did we get in the mid-major? Um, flip the top three around a little bit, um, or I guess top two. Uh, we had Grand Canyon at number one now just because – I think that went against UT. U- UT was big. Uh, the two losses were not what they wanted, but I felt like they were kind of hungover from the night before. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the, the way to put it is they showed us more than what they didn't show us. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, by having those wins against Arizona, against Tennessee, actually, no, not against Arizona, against UC San Diego and Tennessee, I think those two wins put together combined kind of showed us what we needed to see, what they're capable of doing this year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's always tough to play a four-game series, a four four games in a weekend um, in, a, in a tournament. So, yeah, obviously they were hungover after the, the Tennessee game. Not literally, figuratively. And I uh, literally, maybe, maybe if you're over. I'm sure some of them could have been, might have been, could have been. Um, but, yeah, then losing to Michigan and then obviously – you know, that sec- that fourth game on a weekend, I don't know who they're running out there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the four-game series at the beginning of the year really don't make that much of a difference. I mean, the fourth game is irrelevant almost because you're not going to have that once you get into conference play, and conference play is really the only thing that matters. Yeah. So, um, well, and after them, you know, you got Campbell. You got Campbell. And Lance been talking about. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, we've kind of hit on them a little bit. They they kind of proved themselves a lot. Yeah. Um, they did well. Now, I think they probably would have been number one if they would have swept against Rutgers. Yes, super. And, um, but again, great program, solid program. Looking forward to the year that they're going to have in the Big South. Uh, I don't really think anyone rivals them, even even USC Upstate. No, I don't think they, so they rival them. And you got Connecticut had a pretty good weekend against Ohio State. Um, student Connecticut things. I think it's, you know, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Like, they're, they're probably one of the most teams in the past, like, four years that I've seen that you're just like, I'm not going to pay attention to Connecticut all year long, and next thing you look, and they're, like, 38 and 13. Yeah, they're always... And you're just like, okay, well, guess that they had another good year. But then, uh, Florida Gulf Coast at four, they they gave it to Hofstra, oh, yeah. and Hofstra's not a... Hofstra's not a bad, like, uh, colonial. No. So... So that was a good weekend for them. And then actually, I think, you know, the biggest one is five, Lipscomb. Lipscomb's huge. I mean, getting the two wins over Notre Dame. I mean, we, we were watching Friday at Dunkelberger yeah. and looked really, really good. And you kind of see him trot out on the mound and you're like, this is this a Friday night guy? No, oh, yeah, when you, when you look at him, but yes. Yes, he is. He he can pitch. He is unbelievable. Yeah. And he's fun to watch. Like, Lipscomb was just a fun team to watch this weekend, I thought. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Ethan Smith did really well on Saturday. Um, yeah, Harvey, guy went to UT. Now he's transferred to Lipscomb. I mean, they got two guys on the mound. A little bit. They've returned a lot of hittings. So, yeah, so. I think that's the biggest thing. They'll be dangerous in the A-Sun for sure. I think actually be really good to see the weekend series between Liberty and Lipscomb. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good one. Yeah, I think the the kind of be a three-team race between, um, or I guess four-team race. Between Liberty, Lipscomb, Florida Gulf Coast. Oh yeah, and um, you gonna say Jack State? No, gonna say Kennesaw. Kennesaw. Oh yeah, I forgot about Kennesaw. I know. So that's gonna be a, kind of a stacked conference. Thank God, Jack State. Today. Yeah, and Jack State. I think that's why in our conference rankings, we had them attending. So I think with those kind of five teams right there, that's a really really good conference. It's kind of underrated. Definitely. Um, six we have Wofford. 
Long yep. been good. Um, again, not much to really say. They kind of did what you you would expect them to do. You said the same about Oral Roberts. Yeah, same thing with Oral Roberts. They they handled business. Did what they needed to do. One team that I was most impressed by, or kind of the or two of the teams, or these next two, two West Coast teams with UNLV and Fuller. Now, obviously, we talked about them both a little bit, but UNLV. Obviously, they're playing Pacific, who was not not great, but they looked really really good. Bats yeah, were alive and jumping. Fullerton playing in Stanford looked really, really good. More, a lot better than you would expect. Oh, 100%. I think they definitely shocked a lot of people. Um, I, I do want to see it continue from them. Yeah. Like I, I want to see them kind of build upon that and not kind of like lose steam. <laughs> Just because you're playing like the like a top five team in the country opening weekend. I like to see them kind of, you know, keep up with that. And I think honestly, you know, them now being over UC Santa Barbara for like the top spot in the uh, Big West is is, is big news. Uh, I think Santa Barbara was a little bit underwhelming this past weekend, uh, dropping two, especially that last game. But again, four, fourth game of the weekend yeah. to Oregon State, losing eleven nothing is just tough. Um, so, and they lost to New Mexico early get on the I think the second game of the weekend. Yeah, which isn't isn't a great loss, but again, I think they're. Very talented, have a lot of guys coming back. So, you know, kept them kept them in the top ten, but want to see them improve a little bit this next weekend. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, and now for, for one of the last segments we're going to get into, we're going to go to the uh, kind of the matchups of the week. So first one we'll have Bandy versus UCLA. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, ooh, that's going to be a really good good one in my opinion. Honestly, I think go either way. And with, with with how it's going to go. But, you know, being in Nashville and, you know, being in the Middle Tennessee area for for the past uh, five years, I'm going to go with Vandy just because, you know, I live very close to the baseball field. So might have to go go to a game or two, depending on weather. Yeah, I think and I think the last two games, Kansas Vandy's offense is going to looking it's looking a lot yes better than they were last year almost. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Vandy as well. Um then we got DCU UNC, which I think is probably going to be one of the best series maybe of the year. Yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be very interesting. I after the weekend UNC had last like last week, mm-hmm. um, t- you know, it's going to be tough to pick UNC if you know. I, I'm going to go out on the line here. I'm actually going to pick UNC. I'm going to think they have a little bit more to prove. That's what then ECU does. And just because last year, early in the year, ECU did lose to Bryant, got swept by Bryant at home. Now, I think that, you know, UNC having the um, the loss to Seton Hall, I think that, you know, they're going to be looking for some revenge. I think it was just kind of like a, a fluke. But, um, yeah, I think... They're going to end up coming out and winning a series. Now, there's two two in Greenville, mm-hmm. one in Chapel Hill. So, we'll see. They just have to kind of get one, I think, in Greenville. And then, I think at Chapel Hill, though, they might be able to solidify it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look for a good crowd, I mean, it's probably going to be rocking. Probably down oh, Sasser yeah. in, uh, in Greenville, North Carolina. I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to stay opposite of you. I'm going to go um, ECU. All right. We got Ole Miss, Maryland. We go Ole Miss. I'm going to go Ole Miss. And I, th- I, th- I think it's just because... You know, you're playing, you know, at in at Ole Miss Stadium. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be packed. Another, you know, big time matchup, two ranked teams. I don't think Maryland's gonna gonna quite get it. I think that Ole Miss 
had a good weekend. They're kind of building off something, and I think it's just going to be tough to go into Ole Miss and, and win a series. I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with Ole Miss as well. I think Maryland, I think Maryland will probably steal one, but I think it's going to be tough for them to win the full series with uh, with the arms Ole Miss has and then the bats we saw from this past weekend. Yeah, so now to move on to the uh, mid-major games of the week. This is what we're excited for. Yeah, yeah, this is this is the segment that, uh, you know, always gets to scale a little bit. The first one is Oral Roberts at Tennessee, at Tennessee State, at Texas State. Uh, so, yeah, Oral Roberts, Texas State. I think that'll be a, a great one. Uh, as you saw, I mean, what Texas State did to Northwestern. Brutal. Yeah, brutal. I mean, if, you're a, if you are a Northwestern fan and you follow their baseball team, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was kind of wondering what Texas State would have after last year. Cadets. I know when we were really good in 2018, we lost a lot to the draft. And I was kind of wondering if that would happen to them because they're, I feel like they're kind of in the same boat, but looks to be back to the way it was. I mean, they're really good. They showed this weekend and playing Oral Roberts with a, who's a like powerhouse program in the mid major level. Yes. It was going to make it. To the regional every year. Yeah, I think um, good one. I think it'll. I think it will be as well. I I personally am going to take Texas State. I don't. I don't know about Brock over here, but I think Texas State. What they showed from the offensive side of the the ball, mm-hmm. I think that was incredible. And um, I think that that's going to be a little bit overwhelming for Oral Roberts. Even though Oral Roberts always has good pitching, mm-hmm. but I think it's not. I think it's going to stay away. If it goes into the small ball game, I think Oral Roberts might be able to sneak a couple out. But I think if it doesn't stay that way, then Texas State will. Yeah, this is one of those series where like the game's actually going to dictate, I think, who wins it. Yeah. If it's a power power pitching, power hitting, I think it'll be Texas State. If it's kind of small ball, I think it, it could be Oral Roberts because they, they're an experienced club. You know, they're going to be really disciplined. Um, but I think overall I'm going to go Pick Texas State as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of leads us into the the next one, which is uh, Jack State versus SIU. So, yeah, it's uh, one of the teams that used to be in the OVC, Jacksonville State. So now in the A-Sun, another competitor. They're playing SIU this weekend. I think that one's going to be a really good one. Um, just because, you know, both programs are kind of like on the up and coming. I think if you looked five years ago and looked at both those teams, if that was going to be a good weekend series, Everyone kind of agree with you. No, it probably it's not one of the ones to look out for. Mm-hmm. They're they're decent programs, but you know, both teams getting a little bit more money into their programs. SIU had a great year last year. Yeah, you know, they they got a lot of returns from that team this year. I think Jacksonville State looked pretty good against Georgia this past weekend. Um, so I think that's what's going to make it exciting. I, just knowing from playing them from experience, they're two very similar teams. Yeah, in my opinion. So I think that. That weekend will be very competitive just because of how similar. Yeah, I think when you play both of them, they're both pretty, like, nothing really jumps out at you, but they're both pretty solid. Always always pretty good pitching. Yeah. Pretty good uh, pitching, solid hitting. Like, yeah. They're going to have two guys in their lineup probably that can that can bop it a little bit. But, I mean, other than that, you're trying to get solid guys throughout the lineup who are going to be tough outs. Um, but I think I'm going to go SIU. You're going to go SIU? Yeah. Then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go different. I'm gonna go Jack State, and the reason why is because of the the uh, what's his name Friday night guy like AJ Cossey or something. I think I think he might win the Friday game for them, mm-hmm. and then I think if he wins the Friday game, they you know I could kind of set the tone mm-hmm. for the weekend. I mean for banana, uh, Matthew Steidel. I think he's gonna throw really well for um, 
impress IU this weekend. I mean, he's he's looked really good so far, and I'm just kind of excited to see him throw long air. Looks a lot like Rhett Louder from uh, from Wake Forest, like body wise, not not necessarily throwing, but I think I think that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, should be good games overall. Yeah, yeah. So uh, guys, if you guys kind of like us talking about mid majors, uh, you guys can kind of follow it a little bit more. We're gonna have updated conference power rankings on every week. It's something that you know we wanted to do because there's not really any other places that are doing it. And I think it's always fun, you know, to see your favorite team, the team that you're on, um, see where you guys kind of stack up in, in our minds. And uh, we wanted to give you guys that opportunity to kind of see where our thoughts every single week of, you know, where the conferences are headed and looking at the moment. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of mid-major baseball that's just really good baseball that doesn't get the coverage that it really needs. And I think this would give us an opportunity to kind of cover you guys and um, and let everybody see how good of baseball this is. Like, people think that the Power Fives are just head and shoulders above when they're really not. Like, any any given day, a major team can go in and beat any Power Five. Oh, yeah. So it's, I think it's fun. Try and shine more light on it. Show, show it's kind of an even playing field. And want to highlight those blue-collar mid-major boys yeah, that are definitely going through it. I mean, if, if, if you guys had bad weather this weekend, when it was out Thursday... I bet there was a ton of mid-major teams that were out there cleaning their fields on Friday. Oh, Morris, you know, people were hard been pushing all the itis off the target. Yeah, when it was like 40 minutes, it was outside, and you're just like, man, I wish we had turf, and you don't. Yeah, and you know, you know, there's there's probably two or three guys that are out there barefoot because they're that's psychopaths. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, that's just part of it. That's mid-major baseball, and that's that's what we love. Um, but yeah, I think it's been a good week. We're excited to see some some of the games this weekend. And yeah, anything else? No. This is the Battle of Bombs podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you guys next week.